What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. One Leg Up with Alex Garrett is affiliate-sponsored by Raymore and Flanagan. Take a look at the link in the description. And whenever you want to take a load off and put your legs up to listen to One Leg Up with Alex Garrett, choose Raymore and Flanagan. Well, I'd like to welcome back on Alex Garrett Podcasting the author of A Few Bad Men, you know, that take off on A Few Good Men, A Few Bad Men. And uh, with me now is one major... Fred Galvin, Marine Major. First of all, welcome back, Marine Major Galvin. Thank you very much for having me, Alex. Great Since we you. last talked, I know this book has really taken off. Give us an update. It's, it uh, has done very well, and it's a number one bestseller. We have um, done group uh, speaking events like we're doing today in San Francisco at the Marine Memorial Hotel. It's PM. Uh, we've done San Diego. We're doing one in Los Angeles coming up, and just this past weekend in Dallas with myself and two other Marine co-author or Marine authors of their own books. So uh, it's really important, America, not to steal a phrase or alter it from a few good men, but you can handle the truth, and you really need to know because what this involves mm-hmm. is the number one line item for non-discretionary spending that we spend our money on, and if it's not working in the Department of Defense, those leaders need to be held accountable. And right now, we saw what happened last year. And what was happening for many years is not just a failure of military strategy, but lies and covering it up. And that's uh, what I intend to get into in our discussion today. Well, you know, I know this story is harrowing because it's about, uh, you know, American soldiers wrongfully accused and you know, it's been a year since the plot of Afghanistan and things have gotten worse there. So can you weigh in on that as well? Yes. So this, what happened, America watched it live on the televisions. Um, our military and officials said this would never happen after Vietnam. And guess what? It did. And it was just worse. We didn't uh, just bring people out of Vietnam that wanted a better life. We brought people out of Afghanistan now, a year ago, that completely violated the Department of State and Department of Defense policy on on how we evacuate and how we vet these people. They were not vetted. Nobody will stand up and say, we properly vetted these, that there was no link to terrorist organizations. Nobody has said that uh, because they don't want to go on record and have to explain before Congress what they did or did not do. So uh, when you look at the policies of the Department of State and Department of Defense on how we evacuate non-combatants from uh, uh, countries and the military and the Marine Corps, we, we do this. That's part of what some people think. The only thing that we do is we evacuate people from war-torn countries. Uh, but we have a specific doctrine that we follow, and that is to find to the country we have, if we're not there already, uh, to have multiple airfields or seaports where we can categorize American citizens, third country nationals, and prioritize who uh, the 
it is known and it's a given, it's stated that American citizens will be the first to be prioritized in withdrawal. Every American that watched it happen live last year saw that at first U.S. Air Force C-17 was filled with 683. That was a record uh, number of people that was shoved into that type of an aircraft and the Afghans were the first to depart. Mm-hmm. Unvetted, they just loaded them all up. And now we have a problem with the State Department's uh, concern that uh, they're not going to be giving visas to people that uh, are associated with the Taliban. And they said this is because of how the Taliban have treated women. Um, this, again, Alex, is showing how woke our U.S. government agencies are. It's not that they mistreated women. They just have a radical ideology, and that is to kill infidel. The Taliban is even truly a law. There's no reconciling with this organization. And it's not, you know, being sweet and putting lipstick on this pig and saying, well, it's they mistreated women. <laughs> what about beheading everybody? I'm not saying that how they treat women is wonderful. I, I, I agree with that. But let's just call a spade a spade. And let's be fair with, you know, this organization. They assassinate, behead. It, there's nothing good about this organization. In Never mind, they're also the masterminds behind 9-11, if you think about it. It was a couple different organizations. The Taliban was not, I mean, it was uh, al-Qaeda. And then uh, the Taliban began to collaborate. But there were several different factions of al-Qaeda, the HIG. Uh, and several others that operated in Afghanistan, all of which worked as diligently as they could to try to kill Americans. And when we look at what happened, the failures of our senior military leaders, I'm talking generals, and then senior State Department officials that for many years they said, to include the six months prior to us leaving, you had general officers briefing Congress saying, and you had the Secretary of Defense saying that the President Ghazni's government and his African National Security Forces are going to be able to hold uh, and secure Afghanistan. And what actually happened is the Taliban cut through those security forces like a hot knife through butter. And we knew it. Every one of my friends that wasn't like a frontline foot soldier, they, these guys, several of my friends did these assessments. And these mainly men are talking about the psychological stress they've had knowing that they, they crapped all these reports going in these towns and villages and showed how this hearts and minds, this counterinsurgency strategy was patently failing. And this is what we're spending our money on. And we spent 20 years, over 7,000 lives when you measure Iraq and Afghanistan, tens of thousands wounded, over $2 trillion spent and what did we get out of it? We had generals lying repeatedly year after year to Congress that this was going so swimmingly, and we knew it was a lie. You know, Major, I've, I've got a thing because I'm, I'm watching as you talk the January 6th hearing conclusion. There's big grand conclusion, but there's no hearings on how all of this happened that we pulled out of Afghanistan. There's not even a hearing on why they were issued visas. Did you see, I don't know if you saw it for, first before me, but I sent you... Audio, you know, a line from Anthony Blinken, they're suspending the issuance of visas to the Taliban. Why aren't they on trial for, for allowing that in the first place? 
That's right. So not meaning to, but I have personally um, observed they did bring in uh, both General Mark Milley, uh, who's his counterfeits, the former band Milley Vanilli, uh, counterfeit commander, and they brought in Secretary of Defense to testify last year after this botched withdrawal. Let's call it for what it is. It was a retreat, and I'm not talking about Martha's Vineyard type of retreat. This was a military failure, and they testified in front of both the Senate and the House Armed Services Committee, and they said everything was, they painted it for another lie. Uh, this was not conducted by doctrine. We did not evacuate Americans first. We didn't even notify the Americans before 683 Afghans were loaded up and gotten out of there. It, how it was handled or mishandled was drawing to only one point of friction, the least defensible location. That's not in our doctrine. It's not how we do that. It wasn't in the Department of State's emergency action plan. Um, but this happened again. When you have these government leaders, just like uh, had occurred in Benghazi, Libya, saying everything's going so well here, uh, peace is breaking out, and it's a total lie to the American people. So all I'll say, Alex, please have your listeners get a pen and paper and make a note. I don't care who are, the incumbents are. I don't care if you like them. I don't care if you donate to the party. Vote them out. I don't care which party they're part of. They have failed. They have misled. They, we cannot tolerate. And this is what's so sad about it. I work, you know, with a tech company, Fortune 5 company, and if if people bomb out quarter after quarter, I'm not talking year after year, quarter after quarter. Same thing with a professional sports team. If they lose a season or two seasons, they'll be replaced. So why why will America pay more attention? to something they watch on television or go to a game, or they're more concerned about their retirement assets than what someone else's son or daughter is going over there to fight for. And their leaders are lying about it to Congress. Congress is tolerating it. So I don't care. Congressman Jordan, people, all these people, they're great. They have failed. If you have a head coach on a team that fails, they get replaced because they and it doesn't make a difference how well you like them. You're paying for performance. Again, what went on over there is now transferred over here to the United States. We we have to assume that there are Taliban here in the United States. Why wouldn't you want to get on a plane if if you've taken the lives of Americans for 20 years? What do you, you think they just wanted to stop? When there's a plane. I mean, if you're not vetting these people, you just walk on. Oh, no Taliban here. That's Alex. I sat in tribal leader engagements with these Taliban warlords, and they'd say the same thing face to face. They'd lie to face with their smelly breath, saying that there's no Taliban here. And, and we're listening to their chatter on radios as they're saying this. The Taliban henchmen are walking around the, the, about ready to ambush us. And you read the book, A Few Bad Men, you see that's exactly what happened. You can't trust these, the Taliban, and they're operating here in America. And it's just going to be sooner or later these, our leaders fail us, and nobody's held them accountable. They need to go. You can't sit there and think that these are the only leaders that can lead our government. 
I'm not running for office, nor will I. But who we've got now, they have to go. All right, well, a couple of things to unpack here because I, I agree with you a thousand percent on this whole um, voting them out because of the reason why I started this podcast is because our taxpaying dollars are behind and funding all of these moves that we clearly disagree with. So why not vote them out? But I, I am glad I'm getting your on-the-ground perspective of Afghanistan. So personally, you seeing that the Taliban not only control Afghanistan but also get these visas... That must piss you off. Yeah, especially we fought them for 20 years. Then there was a vetting process. They load up hundreds of Afghans ahead of Americans, and to include Americans that we left behind, as well as $7 billion worth of war material. And now if you follow the money and you realize that, okay, who was the last chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff? Oh, that's right. It was a Marine four-star general, General Dunford. Where is he at? He's at Lockheed Martin. And what about this current Secretary of Defense, General Austin? He retired out of commanding all the forces in the Middle East. Where did he come from after he retired from commanding all forces in the Middle East and before he was Secretary of Defense? That's right, Raytheon. What do Lockheed and Raytheon have in common? That's right, I'll tell you what, Alex. They have a joint venture making the Javelin missiles. And not only did they make and use a lot of those leaving behind in Afghanistan, we gave a third of our war supply for these Javelin missiles to Ukraine, one-third, over 5,000 of them. That's okay if you're working for Lockheed and you're just going to plan to make more for, for U.S. war requirements. And guess where Austin, or Secretary, former General Austin, will go back probably back to Raytheon, uh, the war machine. Uh, and these are war pimps, and they're there there's not no such thing as a no general left behind program. Nobody's sympathetic because these four star generals retired with only a two hundred and three thousand dollar a year pension. It's not trying to get them off the streets. It's because they have the placement and access they can get into the Pentagon. Nobody else has badge access. And that's right. Are you saying the Taliban has back. access right now? No, I'm saying that these generals have access to the Pentagon. And these generals who are now working on these boards, like General Mattis working back at General Dynamics, they go back there, and all they care about is continuing to sell the products for General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon. That's what is driving this, and they really don't care. And they actually despise when the one good decision that President Biden made is to get us out of Afghanistan. And I'm not saying how that the Pentagon or the Department of State conduct withdrawal was successful because it wasn't at all. But we were over there just wasting lives, wasting money, wasting time. And then now that problem has been exported out of Afghanistan and imported into the United States. Uh, we're foolish to think that this that there were not Taliban leaders that left on those planes and are here in our backyard right now. Um, so, major, major, uh, Marine Major general. Galvin, did this visa process increase after the withdrawal? Do you think there was an up? There had to be an uptick, right? The the issue, Alex, is they should have never even been allowed to come here in the first place. You don't bring them in and then sort them out. You do that over there, and and frankly. Just like with what's going on in Ukraine, 
I don't honestly care about people in a country that were over there and they weren't standing up for themselves. They weren't on our side. And everybody has, oh, this was our transit. This was that. And same thing with Ukraine. That's not our problem. We're going to get sucked into, trust me, these generals that retired and working for all these companies I mentioned, they're the war pimps. They want Ukraine to be invited into NATO. They want that to be the flashpoint that draws us into a war. Because if you hold call options on any of these companies, Northrop Grumman, Lockheed, Boeing, General Dynamics, you're going to become filthy, filthy rich, despite who else. And if we go to war with Russia or in Taiwan, that's going to cost exponentially a larger amount of American lives and the fortune that we're going to waste on those wars. Now, who would want to do that unless you're some person on those boards that, and when you look at General, let's just bring up Jim Mattis. He's a household name. He was working as a board member and he testified board member with the Ronos. Do you remember this company, Elizabeth Holmes, uh, fraud all these investors out of all this money and Mattis testified to Congress last year. Literally the general didn't know. I didn't know. I had my own money in it. Well, of course you did. You're trying to get filthy rich. Did I, they didn't bring you on the board and pay you because you have some PhD in microbiology. You were trying to put this in the bodies of American soldiers as Theranos blood testing product over in Afghanistan back in 2012 when he was a general of all forces in the Middle East. We're sending emails to the Pentagon to look it all up. Don't take my word saying we've been at this for a year. Tell me what obstacles need to be removed. Well, most Americans don't support jabbing anything into the body of an American soldier or service, any service member in a war zone that hasn't been approved by the FDA. And here's this war pimp. And then he, I didn't know anything about it. Well, you're a board member in the war for years. You have a fiduciary right. The only reason, again, they're not paying for your brains. They're paying for your access and placement because you can get in the Pentagon. You have badge access. You don't actually need badge access if you're a retired four-star general. But um, it's a, it's really disgusting at how these generals have lost their way. We don't hold them accountable, and that's why you know they show this utter contempt for Congress, and Congress is allowing it. So, can I we, confirm with you that it's possible we're not ready for a, a so-called World War III? Because I've heard other members, former members of the military, say we're not ready for that. We are not, and. Why would we want that? Right now, we're perceived weak. Alex, there's been over 35 ballistic missile launches by North Korea this last year. Russia has invaded Ukraine. China stepped up their scope in the frequency of amphibious assault rehearsals off their east coast. Guess what that's in preparation for? Not just to invade Taiwan. Look at what happened just a couple months ago here in August. Uh, look it up exercise sniper frontier that didn't happen on the other side of the globe that happened right here in the americas 1700 miles off the coast of florida where president maduro venezuela invited 13 countries three of which were iran russia and china forget the monroe doctrine this happened right under our nose in the caribbean because we're perceived weak and they know that they can really much not just do something on the other side of the globe and some hellhole country, they can do it right in our front yard. Uh, 
because we're probably not going to do anything about it. Uh, they know we're, we're compromised and weak. And look what happened last year. The Christmas present that wasn't was everybody knows about Hunter Biden. And I, again, just like with Jim Mattis, I don't think Hunter has any expertise in gas and oil exploration, but he's on the board of Burisma getting paid $83,000 a month. Alex, that's a lot of money. And Russia actually went into Ukraine, and as Jen Psaki said, President Biden and President Putin are going to have a really tough call. And I guarantee you how that call was is, Joe, you've taken me, and you'll get your 10%. And then what happened? They pulled out of Kazakhstan, a very rich country with gas and oil, and they actioned right and pushed into Ukraine, and we haven't done anything about it. And I don't advocate that we get involved in a in a war over Ukraine. That's that's not our war. Uh, Taiwan, that's a different story. But we are projecting that we're weak, and we have our leaders that are allowing these generals to you know stir the pot. Uh, they they were the ones that were basically telling the president of the United States, Joe Biden, like you don't tell us when the war is over. Pentagon does. The tail is not going to wag the dog here. And uh, so leaving war equipment back there, it just makes sense because we'll, we'll find another way to spend, you know, we'll arm the Taliban. They'll, they'll fight us once again, guaranteed. And, uh, and they're, these guys are looking for a war however it is possible. Their kids are out of military service age. Uh, it's very disgusting, Alex. I ask your listeners to read the book, A Few Bad Men. It's available on Amazon or wherever books are sold, Audible, CD, hardback, uh, Kindle. And read what they said in their own words in sworn testimony in a court here in America. You see, like, that's so immoral. This is, this is illegal. But they got promoted for it. And we've done nothing about it. I'm not talking about something that went on in Tehran. I'm talking about the United States of America. I'm talking about the United States military general officers. And this is a nonfiction story. This isn't an embellishment. It's not something that is uh, fiction. This is nonfiction. When you read it, uh, your head will spin off your shoulders. Uh, Don't read this book before dinner or after dinner or before bedtime. It is that. Read the comments that people make about it. It is that disturbing about what happened here in in our nation, and nobody's done anything about it. So you, we're talking about the nation's, by number of employees, the largest employer in our country. Well, just recently, if you stack the number two, number three, Walmart and Amazon, it's still dwarfed them combined. Um, and it's the most powerful, and it's the one that we spend the most of our money on. So even above your house, over your lifetime, you will spend more money on funding this type of war escapades that have resulted in nothing over the last 20 years. We need to hold people accountable. All right. I I agree, and I also think that they're seeing uh, some opportunity for another war. That's why they're continuing to ship billions over to the Ukraine situation, which I guess we can see a line is that that is not the best approach either. But I want to ask you this, you know, your guys were on trial for f- false war crime accusations. 
None of our current day uh, leaders are on trial for this. Isn't that disturbing? Yeah. When you read the book, you'll see these indictments that what they actually said in the courtroom in the jury recommended. You read what they recommended. Nothing happened to them other than they got repo- uh, promoted repeatedly and put in these uh, senior positions in charge of the war. Um, I don't want to tease it too much, but you read about General John Nicholson. Uh, you read about in this book who was the convening authority, basically the judge and the officiate, the official conducting this investigation for, before the trial that we went to was General Mattis and how he dogpiled with 45 criminal investigators and four prosecuting attorneys against the seven of us. Unprecedented in American history. How these prosecuting attorneys, these military officers, this is illegal. They dressed in civilian clothes. They went in and they coerced a Marine who didn't understand his 14th Amendment rights that you can't have your citizenship, whether you're native, born, or naturalized, revoked. And they thought, told him they're going to deport his family if he doesn't sign this document. Here's a, here's a Marine that's born in Mexico, legally naturalized, legally immigrated, legally joined the Marine Corps. Got blown up in a vehicle, and then you have people who are commissioned Marine officers, staff judge advocates. This came out of courtroom. And nothing's happened to these guys. This is incontrovertible. I mean, you can go on ABC and type Fred Galvin, listen to this Marine say it on ABC News from 2015 at the three-minute mark, and you're just disgusted that this is like mob tactics, how they would do this and get away with it. And they've never asked Alex, and they say, is anybody... You've written this book, and this is radioactive. This explains where all the bodies are buried. Aren't you afraid? You know, I'm going to speak at this public place tonight <laughs> in San Francisco. People say, aren't you worried someone's going to kill you? Well, I will say this. These people don't have any guts, and they have never said a single word. People are also ask, um, has anybody said anything, you know, about you coming out with this book? Not to my face, but at the Marine Memorial Hotel, where we're speaking tonight, the executive director in charge of that hotel, retired Lieutenant General Rocco, has received several phone calls, I've been told this week. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, you know, when I was in the service and I raised my right hand, I said I swore to defend the Constitution. That includes the First Amendment. And when I ended it and said, will faithfully discharge the duties of this office, so help me God. I meant it. And the same, so there are, who talked to retired three-star general, Marine three-star general, other three or four-star generals? But why in the world would they not, if they have a problem with me, why don't they talk to me? But none of them will publicly say anything about this book. Um, and that's why your listeners need to read it or listen to it and and vote in less than a month and get rid of this swamp, this waste. It's, it is what we don't need anymore. People like this, I have contacted, and it's in the book, I sent my polygraph and a sworn statement to 80 members of Congress. You can't pull a service chief in by coming on the Marine Corps and have a hearing and publicly explain. Some people say, well, I'm not a member of the House or Senate Armed Services Committee. It doesn't matter. You, you 
it up in congressional testimony, you can request it, but they don't have the guts to do it. So people say, well, you know, this guy is great. This guy, I'm not saying that he's wonderful. I'm talking about one of the few things that our Constitution directs that we will provide in the Constitution. That's one is for our national defense and general welfare. But when that has become corrupted and they've broken the trust on attempting to not just betray, but in a way that they were intending to manufacture evidence in order to convict known innocent. They had the statements of all 30 of us on the patrol to include mine and my polygraph. And they knew what the truth was or they would not have put me in charge during the investigation of the entire training program for the Marine Special Operations Command. They, they knew what the truth was. That would, would be madmen if they put an alleged mass murder of the largest number of Afghans killed by machine guns. 19 killed, alleged 50 wounded no proof. They, they knew what the truth was. They were trying with everything they had to convict innocent minds. That is immoral. They need to be held accountable. None of our elected officials, besides the late Congressman Walter Jones, have done anything seriously about it. And they need to be voted out. And these leaders, they need to have Major, their- Major Galvin, I would love to bring you back on in November to talk, or before November, actually, a little, like a week away or two, to give a preview on what your military friends, your military colleagues are saying and how they're helping get out the vote to vote out all of these different, you know, establishments that, that are in there right now. Absolutely. I'd love it. One last note, the AOC, ACLU has filed a complaint against the Pennsylvania school board. Um, they don't want parents to have consent on whether a child should have a gender transition. They don't want the parents involved. And I know we're seeing this kind of wokeness in the military. So we got to cover all that next episode as well. Yes, thank you very much. All right, A Few Bad Men is the book. Marine Major Fred Galvin is my guest, a returning guest, and he'll be on soon enough. Uh, Thanks for joining me, Major Galvin. Thank you very much, Alex. Have a good day. I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon. One Leg Up with Alex Garrett is affiliate-sponsored by Raymore and Flanagan. Take a look at the link in the description and... Whenever you want to take a load off and put your legs up to listen to One Leg Up with Alex Garrett, choose Raymore and Flanagan.